Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yes, Spencer Pryor joins us from New Zealand where he's preparing the Papua New Guinea women's team for their crack at qualifying for the FIFA Women's World Cup. Evening, Spencer. Hello, mate. How are you? Very good. Broski's here too, of course. Hey, uh, FA Sorry, Cup third round action, Spen. Uh, one or two big clubs paying the price for not putting their full focus on the competition, including Aston Villa. It, actually, to be fair, didn't put out a bad side. They had Coutinho, Matty Cash, oh, Danny man. Ings, but they lost to Stevenage. Uh, and and the, that's the thing is, right? Uh, but the clubs will go, you know, or the supporters go, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's not a great big competition anymore. It's more important for the Premier League. Tell that to Stevenage. Mm. Tell that to the Stevenage fans that all rocked up. And how much that means to them, you know? It was um, a very, very impressive result. And, uh, yeah, nothing like grinding out a, a nice win in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, Wrexham also got a win over Coventry, a seven-goal thriller. Coventry, yep. of course, the 1987 Cup winners. So were you ever part of a team that was the victim of a giant killing spin? What, winning or losing? <laughs> well, oh, either. Victim, losing. Um, yeah. League Cup, not FA Cup. Go on. League Cup. Well, hang on. No, it was FA Cup. It was It was FA Cup. I had that. League um, Cardiff against Leeds. So I played for the Cardiff team that beat Leeds when they were top of the Premier League. Wow. Um, yeah, we beat them 2-1. Viduka was playing and uh, Alan Smith were playing up front. We beat them 2-1 at Ninian Park. And strangely enough, strangely enough, they played again in the third round this week. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it was uh, two all draw. And they, they, funny enough, Cardiff were winning 2-1 again going into the last minute, but they jagged it in injury time. So yeah. it's a replay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played in that. but I, Yeah, and I also played it for South End when we beat Man United in the League Cup. So oh, that must have been nice for you. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And they had a big side out. That was with Ronaldo was playing, Rooney was playing, Evra. Evra was on the bench. Oh, yeah. That's who, how strong their team was. Who did you mark, Spen? I tried to mark, mark Rain, Wayne Rooney, but I didn't really get too close to him, to be honest, mate. I was a bit, I was 35 at the time, so I just let Efatori Soji do all the marking for me, and I just did the sweeping round. <laughs> oh, that's good. But you mentioned about, um, but, you know, most of the, uh, the the big teams look focusing on the league. So mm. Newcastle United, I mean, they they lost 2-1, and, and, and obviously Eddie Howe made a few changes to that one. He's blamed fatigue to his regular starters as well. They haven't won a trophy since 1969. So they've got a big game in the morning against Leicester in the Carabao Cup. Um, you know, it is yeah. a big chance for them to get some silverware. Given everything he sort of complained about fatigue, and do they continue to focus in on the league given where they are at the moment or, or do they go for this trophy? Well, the thing is, Broski, like when you've got, when you've got a League Cup, FA Cup and the league to play for, right? 
ultimately, if you can win a cup, it, it almost keeps your, your, your job. Uh, and particularly something like the League Cup, you know, with Newcastle going in and playing in that. It's the first trophy you get to be able to go and win. And it has kept managers their jobs, even when they're struggling in the league. The FA Cup obviously goes further and further into the season, so there's no guarantee that that will keep it. But if you have a mid-table finish when you're expected to finish higher, but you do pick up silverware, often the owners will go, all right, we'll stick with you. You managed to have a good season and had a good cup run. And they'll stick with the managers. If they don't, if if they don't take this silverware seriously and just focus on the league and then they're struggling, that's then the uh, the opportunity for owners to go, you know what, you've sacrificed the cups. You haven't performed in the league. Let's go and make a change. Mm. I think that's part of the reason why Pep takes it so seriously as well with the cups, you know. He loves domestic dominance. And some 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 managers like oh, having worked like under Martin O'Neill he was very, very, very focused on domestic dominance and trying to be successful in cup competitions. And, you know, Leicester have got a great history in the League Cup. So, you know, I, I'm expecting them to go to Newcastle or play Newcastle when it be. I, I, Leicester are struggling like you wouldn't believe, but I'm hoping they go and dig in. They, they, they just got through in the FA Cup. I'm hoping they go and put a better performance in the League Cup. And I guess the other thing is, and I remember this from Man City, when you're mm. sort of building towards being a, a team that wants to win trophies, as we were back in, say, 2009, 10, 11, that first trophy is yeah. oh so important, isn't it, to win? doesn't matter what it is. When you've had a long wait for silverware, yeah, yeah, it gets you uh, momentum. Anyway, we'll see how Newcastle go uh, against Leicester yeah. in the Carabao Cup later today. Uh, Man United play Charlton as well. Broski, you've got a question about Liverpool. Um, oh no! Look, it was yeah. I think with their draw against Wolves as well, the defensive issue yeah. still being an issue for Jurgen Klopp. And and, yeah. and I heard that. Um, uh, where am I? Where am I? Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Yes, I read that he's out for about a <laughs> month. That's not going to help. So uh, and and look, it doesn't. Uh, Klopp as well complaining uh, about replay replays as his latest little little moan after a game. I mean, how big is that? Is um, you know Van Dyke being out and and just where to now for Liverpool? Frosky, are you saying that Klopp moans? Are you saying he's a moaner? <laughs> well, I've been hearing Simon saying after every week that he's moaning. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, he, I mean, look, replays don't help, but they are part of they are part of the history of it. And you know, I I would hate to see the replays taken away, especially for the smaller clubs Absolutely. that might go and, and and are successful in the first game and they get the chance to bring a team back to their place. The, the replays are a fundamental part of the, the, the competition. They're part of that cup. So, you know, just because, let's just say, you know, uh, from from the games at the weekend, right? So if if Leicester beat Gillingham, right, at Gillingham, and that's great. But if, it, if Gillingham could drag Jagger draw, get to come and play at Leicester, get a massive part of a gate, receipt you know that then goes back into their budget they shouldn't be denied that opportunity mm. they really shouldn't or even if Portsmouth Portsmouth play Tottenham and they can jag a draw and they get you know they get Tottenham back to Portsmouth that's the way that the competition should focus so I'm done with you know all the you've got massive massive squads now particularly the big boys 
So, and, and yes, they're picking up injuries, but they should have the depth to be able to cover that. And if they don't, that's their problem. Yeah. It, it, you know, the replays, it, go and win the first game. Put your, put your big, big, big guns out to go and win the first game. Stop talking about, you know, players, players being overloaded. You've got huge budgets, huge squads. Compared to those boys that are banging away playing 46 games down in League 2, getting absolutely annihilated, They'll go and play even more cup games. They'll play. They'll play two, three games a week if it meant that they could play the big boys. Yeah. So, do one with your replay. I'm not into all that. <laughs> Keep the replay. We need the replay. Uh, it is very much the big clubs driving that discussion. I don't yeah. think it'll be too long before yeah. the Carabao Cup uh, goes the way of the dinosaur oh, as well. Got right on my soapbox. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good, mate. Right we do, we love that. We love that. Um, right. Man City hammered Chelsea. Now you compiled a little bit of a list of us. You. For us, do you think that Graham Potter is is among a few coaches under pressure, and he's he's not been there that long, has he? I, I know he hasn't, and he hasn't had the start, and the but the expectations at Chelsea are, are, are they'll go and win silverware, right? And and I think we touched on it a bit last week about you know they haven't got Abramovich there that's going to just go and dip in his wallet and go and and buy players, and you know they are linked to a few big name transfers. Mm-hmm. But they're sitting tenth in the Premier League. They're, they're getting smashed in the cup competition. I, I rate Graham Potter as a manager, right? But is he going to be the one that's going to attract top, top, top talent? Is he the is he the right person for that? And also, like where they're sitting in tenth and they're not looking like they're going to qualify for Champions League for next season. Again, what players are going to want to go and be part of that? Mm-hmm. So it it might need a bigger name to go into Chelsea to fix it up, potentially to attract new players. They have, I mean, they've still got a great squad, but it's not performing. Yeah. And the, the other side of that is, are they not re- performing because that, you know, that they're, they're not engaging with, with this manager. And, and sometimes you just don't. Um, however, we saw how his Brighton team played and it took time to get that. So I'm sure he'll be a success, but you know, Chelsea going and getting thumped at Man City. It's not the first time a, a bigger team has gone there and had that happen to them. Mm. And we all know that uh, Chelsea do have an itchy trigger finger. At least they did under Roman Abramovich. Mm. Um, Arsenal, of course, pr- uh, cruised past Oxford on Monday night. They now uh, play Man City in the fourth round. Three metres between the two clubs coming up could be definitive uh, for both. Just to finish off, uh, Spenner, I want your views on yeah. on two separate players. Um, Gareth Bale announces retirement at the age of 33 uh, this week. How will he be remembered? And secondly, on a slightly more serious note, uh, the, the tragic passing of Gianluca Vialli, a player I know that you played against on more than one occasion. Yeah. Yeah, I actually played against Gareth Bale, believe it or not, in Did 2006 you? when he, wow. he was playing left back for, when he was a left back at Southampton. Wow! Um, and I was still at Southend, so that was my last season at Southend before I moved over. And yeah, this young kid comes flying past us. It's like, who the bloody hell's this? <laughs> and um, yeah, mate, his his career has been incredible, right? And um, I I. I I'd be really respectful if he'd have been playing for one of the bigger countries. He would have had a lot more World Cups. However, it was a definitive year for him this year to be part of getting Wales to a World Cup. And I'm so, so pleased for him and pleased for the supporters that they've got to celebrate that. 
but the same, you know, it, it, it he is Wales's best ever player. He, I mean, he's won five, won five Champions Leagues. That, that in itself sends a message. You know, he's he's by far their best player. Yeah. Um, with regards to Viali, it, it it's really sad, right? You know, I'm very very disappointing and unfortunate and. We're seeing some really, really good people, and he was a good person as well as a good manager. He you know, was. you start to see some of the reviews that play, you know, former colleagues, whether that's in the media or in the game and through the Chelsea dressing room and the rapport he had. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm getting to that age, mate, and I'm really sad about it that, mm. you know, you start seeing people dying around you that, you know, you used to play against. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tragic. But... It's tragic. Um, mm. I'll just give you just give you a little Gianluca Viali story of my own to, to finish off. Um, I'd worked with Viali when he was manager at Watford, uh, and I was at ITV, and I was pitch side reporter. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I got I got to know him sort of a reasonable uh, amount in, in a professional capacity. And he was a smoker, and I was a smoker, so he'd he'd, he'd catch fags off me along with Graham Ricks, who was his number two. But he had this this little thing about English idioms that he didn't quite understand. Uh, and once I'd, I asked him ahead of a very important game, uh, you know, is, is this definitive for your season or something along those lines? And he said, yes, yes. We, if we no win today, we have had our fish. And I said, what? <laughs> Do you mean your chips? And he went, ah, yes, yes, chips. He was a lovely, lovely man. And I'm so sad that he's passed. Hey, uh, Spanner, thanks for joining yeah. us as ever, mate. And um, we'll, uh, we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. Lovely, guys. Thanks, mate. <laughs> That's uh, Spencer Pryor in New Zealand.